On episode 504 of the 40 Plus Fitness Podcast, we discuss how life isn't all sprints, how to pace yourself through your health and fitness journey. You can find the full show notes for this episode at 40plusfitnesspodcast.com forward slash 504. Have you decided you're ready to make a change? To reclaim your health and fitness. The 40 Plus Fitness Podcast is here for you. I'm your host, Alan Meisner. I'm an NSAM certified personal trainer with a specialization in corrective exercise and fitness nutrition. Let me be your coach as you find your way on your health and fitness journey. All right, let's go. Today we're going to talk about pace and how life isn't all sprints. I want to start this with basically two contrasting stories from my life. The first one was my Tough Mudder training. Now, I've, I've told the story in the book, and basically the, uh, the concept here was that I decided I wanted to do a Tough Mudder with my daughter. And uh, this was March when we made this decision, and the race that I wanted to do was in November. Uh, my daughter was going to be 21 years old or close to 21 years old. She was a level one CrossFit coach uh, and, and quite fit. And so in my planning for this Tough Mudder, my training for this Tough Mudder, I knew I was going to have to push myself pretty hard and pretty fast uh, if I was going to be in shape for that Tough Mudder. So going from March, where I was already generally training, to November, I still had a lot of ground to make up. And so I did what I call a sprint. Uh, I trained really hard. I worked on my nutrition really hard and I, I sprinted and I, I ran really, I got it all done. I got the work done. Uh, the results were great. Uh, you can see the before and after picture on my uh, Facebook and on, on uh, my website, uh, 40plusfitnesspodcast.com. And when I did it, I felt really good. I got that sprint done. I accomplished everything I wanted to do. So good for me, right? Uh, well, let's flash forward about five years, maybe a little bit further, uh, when I did the Spartan training. Now, uh, I planned to do the Spartan race uh, as a function. We were going to be traveling to Chicago, and there was a Spartan there, and I thought, hey, I could do a Spartan. And so I asked my younger brother if he wanted to do it with me, and he did. So I'm like, okay, let's, let's do this Spartan. Let's go to Chicago and do a Spartan together. The difference was I was in okay shape, but I needed to be in Spartan shape within about two and a half months. And so I started my sprint and I pushed hard and I worked on my nutrition and I did everything I could do to be ready for this Spartan race until I broke. Uh, my rotator cuff snapped in the middle of a workout. I was trying to do overhead presses with dumbbells. And the reality was I didn't hurt myself doing the presses. I hurt myself trying to get the weights up into the starting position. Uh, I felt it snap and I knew immediately what I'd done. Uh, and in fact, it was a very bad tear, but it wasn't a tear that had happened just during that sprint. It was a tear that had been happening over a long period of time. And the only reason I tell you these two contrasting stories, well, I still did the Spartan. It, it hurt like heck, but I still did the Spartan. But uh, the stories I'm telling here are really just to emphasize the fact that if we go too hard too long, we will break. 
And that's not the purpose of what we're trying to accomplish here. The goal in health and fitness is not a destination. You might approach it and say, oh, I need to lose 40 pounds and that's my goal. That's my thing. That's my finish line. Uh, But after you've lost that 40 pounds, it's not like honey and roses for the rest of your life. You're, you're still going to want to train and need to train. You're still going to have to focus on nutrition uh, and do the things you're doing for your health. That doesn't change. So don't feel like there's a finish line. Just like if you're saying you're going to do the couch to 5K and you complete that 5K, hopefully you're not hanging up your, your running shoes and saying, I'm done. Nothing more. No more training. I'm out. Uh, I accomplished the great thing, the 5K. Uh, that's not how all this works. We train to live and and be the people we want to be, to be better tomorrow. And yes, while we might have goals in mind of certain things that we want to accomplish, be it a weight loss goal or completing a race or doing something else, uh, those are just motivating goals. Those are just things that drive us a measurement criteria so we know that we're successful at getting better. The true goal here is to come up with a sustainable lifestyle. And a sustainable lifestyle basically means you can eat the foods you like and not feel deprived. Now, are you eating as much of it as you want? Maybe not. Maybe you used to have pizza every night and now you're only having pizza maybe once a month, but you're still having pizza. Uh, So you're eating the foods that you enjoy uh, and you're enjoying your foods. Uh, You're just not eating as much. And maybe you've changed your palate to a point that some of the foods that you used to enjoy, you don't enjoy as much now. So you found a sustainable way of eating that you can eat most of the time, if not all the time. And you've also, in sustainable lifestyle, you've built a movement pattern that improves and helps you maintain your fitness without breaking you. So sustainable is something you can do for the long term, and that should be the overall objective of everything we do with our health and fitness, is to find the sustainable path that we can stay on the vast majority of the time. It's not that you wouldn't depart from that, that you wouldn't take a detour, but once you take the detour, you know to get right back on your sustainable path and keep pushing forward. This episode of the 40 Plus Fitness Podcast is brought to you by Timeline Nutrition, the makers of MitoPure. We've talked about the importance of mitochondria, the power generators at the heart of nearly every cell in our body. So you know keeping your mitochondria healthy is an important step in feeling good and slowing the aging process. Several years ago, I read about pomegranate being a superfood, but I could seldom find it at the grocery store, and the juice has more sugar than a Coke. So I ditched the idea. Now there's Timeline Nutrition's MitoPure. We learned that it's the urolithin A that seems to be what's improving the mitochondria, and the pomegranate was providing a precursor. We can't get urolithin A from food. Basically, our gut bacteria turn elegetinins in the pomegranate into urolithin A. Unfortunately, most of us don't produce enough urolithin A to optimize mitochondrial health. Urolithin A is the primary ingredient in TrueLine Nutrition's MitoPure. Okay, science lesson over. MitoPure comes in a powder form to mix into yogurt or your favorite smoothie, a protein powder if you're looking for a great one-two punch of muscle support, or soft gels. I've been using MitoPure for a few weeks. I have the powdered form that is a light berry flavor, which is good for plain yogurt, sour cream, or cream cheese. Yeah, I do all of those. Yet, it won't overpower anything you choose to add it to. 
We all know that our body responds positively to a healthy lifestyle, including nutrition, movement, sleep, stress management, and reducing our toxic exposure. But if you're looking for ways to optimize your mitochondrial health, check out Timeline Nutrition's MitoPure. Go to TimelineNutrition.com and use my promo code 40PLUS, 40 plus, for 10% off on the plan of your choice. So let's talk a little bit about pace. The faster you go, the longer you go, the more likely you break. That's true in everything that we do, particularly when you're over 40. Now, my stories at the beginning of this episode were about pushing too hard training for an event, uh, and I broke. But the same can hold true for nutrition. If you deprive yourself of a type of food or you eat a certain way that's really restrictive, the likelihood you're going to fall off the wagon goes up substantially. If you tell yourself, I'm never going to have another drink, that might work for you. But the reality is for most people, they're going to find themselves at a party, they're going to find themselves at a bar, and they're going to have a drink. And, and that's okay. There's nothing substantially wrong with that. But the harder you push yourself, the more restrictive you are, the more likely you're going to fail at some point. It's just the way it works. So... When I talk about pace, I like to think of them in three terms, okay? The first is the Sprint or the Ferrari. The second is a moderate pace that I call the pickup truck. And the third is slow, which I call the minivan. And there's reasons for each and every one of these paces that goes beyond what you want to accomplish. So let's talk about Sprints first. When you are ready to do a Sprint, there should be nothing between you and the finish line. You want to be able to do straightforward without having to stop. You want to do it as quickly as you can responsibly, and that means there's nothing there to stop you. There's no one there to bother you. There's nothing that is going to be in the way. So if you're training for something and you want to do a sprint, it's got to be there in your eyesight, in line of sight. And so in that case, it's got to be close enough. You're trying to go from A to B, not A to T. Okay, And while it might look from my before to after picture, A to T, realize not all of that was really a true 100% sprint. I wasn't sprinting every day, all day, uh, but I was working toward getting better and better each day. And as I got better, I pushed harder and harder. So it was a sprint in a sense, but it was an A to B, B to C, C to D kind of approach. I wasn't looking to go A to T. And if that's what you're trying to do, you're probably going to break before you get there. And then the final bit with sprints that's really a, a big one for me is you got to keep the ego in check. Ego is your enemy when you're doing a sprint because at that point, you're not looking at your red line. You're not looking at what's going on with the heat in your engine. And if you're pushing, 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 and you're not paying attention, snap. There you go. Honest truth, the weight I was doing when I was doing those overhead presses was far more than I should have been doing. I didn't need to be doing. I did it because I could until I couldn't. So you've got to keep your ego in check and know what you're doing is building you rather than breaking you. So sprints are important. You're in your Ferrari, you're roaming down the road, and as long as there's nothing to hold you back and you're not going to redline and break, go for it. Next is the moderate pace. So I was a big fan of tailgating when I lived in the United States. And so I had a pickup truck with a tonsu cover so that I could put all of my tailgating gear in the back of the truck to go to Hattiesburg for the games. Now, here's the thing. 
I couldn't own a Ferrari and t- take all my tailgating gear because it wouldn't fit. And my pickup truck doesn't travel as fast as a Ferrari, so I couldn't get there as fast. I could get in the Ferrari and other than law enforcement, pretty much be there uh, from Hattiesburg, I mean, from, say, Pensacola to Hattiesburg in, I don't know, three hours maybe, okay? But that wasn't going to work in a pickup truck. I had to go a little bit slower, uh, take a little bit longer, not much longer, but it would take longer. So it was a more moderate pace because I had baggage to carry. So what's the kind of baggage that would hold us up in general? Well, uh, we have vacations planned. We have family members that are around that, you know, maybe we need to do some things with them. Uh, maybe we have a job, <laughs> you know, all those little things you got to carry around with you that might slow you down a little bit. And that's okay. If you're patient, you find yourself a sustainable pace that fits your lifestyle. Again, that's the objective here. And then you move and you're in this for the long haul. So in general, you should probably be spending most of your time over the course of the next several years in the pickup truck going a moderate pace. You can carry the things you need, do the things you need. There's a lot of utility there to get things done. You just have to have the patience and look at this as the long haul. And then the final pace that I like to talk about is slow. And that's where you're in the minivan. And so you got the kids and the wife and the this and the that. And, you know, you got to stop and go to the bathroom every other exit. And so these issues, these people, these things, they're all happening. And it's outside, not necessarily outside, outside your control, but it's generally outside your control that these are things you also have to focus on. So your health and fitness may not be the ultimate number one priority in your life, but it's got to be important enough that you're still moving forward. And that's the key. If you have even more patience and self-compassion, you do keep moving forward. And that's the key of moving slow is that you're not sitting still and you're not sliding backwards. So at, at worst times, you're holding your ground. But most of the time, there's this little push forward, little bit forward. And while the minivan can't go as fast as the pickup truck or the Ferrari, you're still doing something positive for yourself. And you have to keep your head up and realize that's the case. And so I I titled this episode, You Can't Sprint All the Time or something like that. But basically, it's not all about sprints for sure. So what is the right pace for you? Well, the reality of it is it's probably at different points in time going to be all three. There are going to be times when a sprint makes sense. So you say, hey, I'm going to sign up for a 30-day challenge to do this thing. And that can be an awesome motivator. You can sit down and say, when we get to next spring, I want to be able to run a 5K. And now you're moving at a moderate pace, taking a very cool or easy couch to 5k program to get yourself to a point where you can complete that race safely. And then there's going to be times when things are going on in your life that you just have to slow it down and get in the minivan. So having the self-awareness to know which one makes the most sense for you and using that as a tool where you're moving forward, you're sprinting when you can, you're going a moderate pace most of the time, and occasionally a slower pace. So that self-awareness gives you kind of the, the gist of all of it. So again, find the pace that you don't break yourself, find the pace that keeps you moving forward and not going backwards, and stay at that pace until it makes sense to change and do something different. 
you have health and fitness goals. You know what your vision is of what you want to accomplish. You have to go the right pace or it's not sustainable. So again, the overall objective of your health and fitness should be to find a sustainable lifestyle. And understanding pace and being self-aware are key components of making that happen. Hey, Ras. Hey, Alan. Well, you're, you're talking my language now. We're talking about paces. <laughs> yes. And life is not a sprint. Life is not a sprint in and of itself, but it, mm-hmm. it should and, and probably will include some sprints. And so that's, um, you know, really kind of one of the, the cores of this is there's, there's kind of three areas. And one is that so many people want to skip to the end. Mm-hmm. You know, they come back and say, well, I want to be able to run a marathon or I want to be, I want to lose 75 pounds. And so they want to go from A to T and they want it now. It's like, <laughs> I want it now. Just give it to me now, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the reality is that's, that's not how things work. Um, if you push, you're going to probably break yourself, particularly into fitness. And then with weight loss, uh, you, you've got to do sustainable overtime. And mm-hmm. so we got to go and we got to tick all the boxes, A, B, C, all the way through. And then eventually we, if we keep at it, then we'll get to T. Um, right. And so it's just that function of we didn't get here in a day. For some of us, it was 40 years ago. For some of us, it was 50 years ago. For some of us, it was more years than that, mm-hmm. that we weren't doing the right things all the time. And as a result, we have something to work on. Right. And well, we, we work and we gradually get there. Mm-hmm. Well, we all want the, the short, uh, quick, easiest way to lose weight or get stronger or whatever it is. We're always looking for the right diet or the right exercise modality. And the fact is, is that it's different for everybody. And there is no shortcut to success. It just takes time and hard work. And, and you mentioned like, uh, if you push too hard for too long, you'll get injured. And in, in the running world, um, we call people like that weekend warriors where you think you can go from the couch to a 5k in a weekend. And in reality, it takes weeks to adapt. I mean, if you haven't run a mile, you need to start with a quarter mile or 10 minutes or 15 minutes or 20 minutes out there and ease your way up. Otherwise you'll get injured real quick. And how disappointing would that be? Yeah. And, and so, yeah, it's it just realize that there, there needs to be a process. You, you've got to go through the hoops. You've got to get from A to T the right way. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the next piece of this is part of the reason why that happens is people just aren't patient enough. Mm-hmm. They, they think the process should be faster. They think that it should be consistent and that you should, you know, if, if I lifted a hundred pounds yesterday, I should be able to lift 105 today. And, you know, and it's like, that's not how it works. It's, it's seldom any of this weight loss, strength, uh, endurance. It's never linear. Mm-hmm. You're going to have days when you go out and, and run and you just feel like you've got all the energy in the world and you have this great run and you're kind of like, wow, I, I did that run and I probably could have done it again. You know, I mm-hmm. felt that good. And then another day you go out there and it's just trash. And then like, well, what happened? I was, I was at this mileage and I had to stop and walk, I, you know, mm-hmm. what's going on. And so just, just recognizing that the human body was not built for linear change. Right. And so we've just got to have the patience to realize that if we have, have intelligence behind what we're doing, we'll nudge ourselves to where we need to be. And we just have, mm-hmm. to, we have to care about ourselves enough to say, okay, I'm not going to break myself by being silly. <laughs> and then I'm not, I'm also, I'm also not going to punish myself for not being what I 
thought it was going to be, you know, it's just right. have that patience. For sure. And we, we all hit these plateaus. I had mentioned a few episodes ago that I had a lot of weight to lose after my first child was born. And, you know, I gained a lot of weight over those nine months and it took longer than nine months to take it off. But I also hit a few plateaus, which meant that my body was hitting like a homeostasis. You know, my body got used to what I was doing and it was time to switch it up. And, and sometimes you need you know, a trainer or somebody to kind of guide you to try something else or do something different. It's not always easy to figure that out on our own. Yeah. That is, that is one of the things, you know, having clients and talking to them and, you know, they're setting their expectations and setting it at the right level. And then yes, when those inevitable plateaus come and and they're good, you actually want Mm -hmm. plateaus to exist because that's your body protecting your body. Um, and so we need that, you know, if you're not getting enough food, your body's going to tell you if you're trying to do too much work, uh, your body's going to tell you. And so we have all these great feedback mechanisms to say, okay, what we were doing was working, but it's not going to work now. And mm-hmm. so what does that actually mean? And what can we do about it? And, and one of the core ones, and that's, that's why I wanted to talk about these different paces of sprints and moderate pace and slow is that those are your tools, you know, and there's going to be times when you say, okay, I've plateaued. I've been at this weight for now for a month and a half and I'm ready to do something about it. So you say, Mm -hmm. okay, I'm, I'm going to do this sprint, meaning I'm going to try something a little different and I'm going to do the sprint for a period of time and see if that doesn't jumpstart things to coax my body to do something different. And so it can be something as simple as saying, okay, um, no alcohol for six weeks. Okay. And before you, you were having a couple drinks on Friday and a couple drinks on Saturday and still losing weight, but you just mm-hmm. say, okay, I'm going to cut out, I'm going to try cutting out the alcohol for six weeks and see what happens. I would call that a sprint, you know, yeah. going from going from some to none is, is a sprint, uh, in the nutrition mm-hmm. world. And so you do that. Now you don't do that with the expectation. This is going to be my forever life, but some, mm-hmm. some people do, they actually get to that point. And they're like, you know, I really didn't need that in my life and I'm better off for it. And some people don't go back and they don't go back to drink. And so that's, you know, that's there. So I think a lot of people get stuck in something comfortable and particularly when it was working for a period of time mm-hmm. and they're like, well, I can have my cake and eat it too. And then eventually maybe you got to forgo the cake a little bit more often, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you know, because you, you are carrying that cake with you, you know, and just, you're not able to get rid of the weight you want to get rid of. So finding different paces when it matters, like, you know, kids are going off to stay with grandmas for a few weeks, instead of turning that into a holiday for you, you know, adult staycation stuff. And you guys are, you know, having mimosas and, and martinis and all of that. Maybe you say, this is a great opportunity for me to do something a little bit more aggressive. I can get out and and maybe I do two workouts a day because mm-hmm. I have this extra time. I don't have to worry taking care taking care of children or taking them to practices or whatever I would have to do that would take up my time. Now I can dedicate more time to myself, self care, and and use that as an opportunity to sprint. Mm-hmm. So you come out better for it. But there, you don't just do one pace. Don't think you're locked into one pace for the rest of your life. Your life will change and that will give you mm-hmm. opportunities to go faster. And then there's just going to be times when you have to take the opportunity and go slower. You know, my my vacation uh I I took it slow, you know. 
still got out and did some things. I played volleyball. I went for walks on the beach. You know, I did some things, uh, but I just told myself, it's like, okay, I'm not going to stress out. This is a vacation. So I slowed down. I, I got mm-hmm. out of the Ferrari. <laughs> I got out of the truck <laughs> and I walked mm-hmm. over and said, oh, here's my minivan seatbelt and I'm ready to go. And then as I'm traveling, you know, I know that there's, uh, I'm doing research. I can figure out where different things are. Uh, you know, I know there's a YMCA in Asheville, North Carolina, I can go to, they charge $5 a day. Uh, I know where other gyms are along the route. Unfortunately, I don't have my anytime fitness gym membership anymore. So I won't be able to use that as a way. Cause that was a, a key way that I would always find a, a a gym uh, where I was going. So I'll have to pay some more drop-in fees. And I, and I know that, but, and I know my progress won't be as fast because I'm driving and I'm going to be in the car a lot of days. But anyway, I, I know that I'm going to have to have a different pace at that point in time. And then when I get back, I get back in the fast lane, you know, mm-hmm. it might not be a Ferrari at first. It might be the pickup truck until I feel like I've got my legs under me again. And then, and then I'll go a little harder. That sounds great, Ellen. I hope you enjoy your vacation and all the different paces and enjoy where all this, the cities where you get to um, spend some time, at least you can hike the trails or walk through parks or, and, and enjoy the different foods that you'll get to experience in all these different areas as well. It oh, yeah. sounds like a wonderful time. Yeah. Uh, Pensacola, I'm coming. I'm going to eat all your oysters. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Well, enjoy that when you can. I will. I will. All right. Well, Rich, I'll, I'll talk to you next week. Great. Take care. Next time on the 40 plus fitness podcast, we meet Dr. Robert Davis and discuss his book, Supersized Lies, how myths about weight loss are keeping us fat and the truth about what really works. Until then, have a happy and healthy week.